Welcome to the Powered by Piedmontese podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Mole, and I got Joe Finnegan here with me today. How are you doing today, Joe? Oh, I'm doing extremely well, and I am so excited for today's topic. We have been ranting about this topic for a, a good two years, and it's about time we can share this this industry, this news, this topic to all of our listeners. You know, and I almost kind of want to name this segment, What Grinds My Gears? You know, because this topic, Joe, it grinds them. Yeah, and, and also in terms of cattle production and beef production, gears are grinding during the same process. Oh, yes, that's very fitting. Well, today we're going to talk about plant-based meats. And as much of an oxymoron as that sounds, that's kind of what we're you know here today to discuss. Yes, even from impossible whoppers to impossible meats impossible foods yeah so I, I looked up a little bit yesterday on what all is made fake to make what looks like meat it not just stops at beef joe there's actually fake pork there's fake chicken and i did not know this but i found out yesterday there's actually fake fish <laughs> <laughs> fake fish yes i i mean i had to read the article twice because you know of all things you know of why you may be trying to mimic you know, meats, fish is kind of the one thing I think even like most pescatarians or, or vegetarians, like fish is somewhat acceptable to a lot of those folks. And it's like, why? Have you ever seen the movie Dolphin Tale, the Disney movie with the, the prosthetic dolphin fin? Like, I, I thought that is where impossible fish could like end, not food that you're digesting, ingesting, eating. That's disgusting. Yeah. I was just totally mortified seeing it. Um, you know, and the reason in the rationale of why these foods are being produced. You know, hopefully we can talk a little bit about that today, you know, as we kind of dig into it. But it was mortifying all the same, you know, because to me, when it comes to this entire industry, is why are you trying to make it look like meat? Like, what? what who is the end customer? Who wants to actually buy this stuff and, and why? Yeah, and I think a lot of folks, um, especially with, plant-based movements being on the rise, folks are really honing into animal welfare. Uh, so they eliminate the red meat out of their diet or pork or chicken or whatever, you know, fish, um, because they don't like the way the animal's treated. So uh, it could be a sourcing issue on, on the consumer's behalf, but also um, now there's this whole mega industry that's capitalizing on, on misinformation, essentially. Sure, and I think environmental concerns, you know, does probably weigh on the minds of, of, of some folks, too, thinking that these impossible meats doesn't have the environmental impact that, you know, domestic raising of cattle, chicken, beef, and pork has. But, I mean, the, the amount of processing and transportation, it can't be that much different. And are we really going to boil this back down to simply cow farts? No, and that's the what's... The craziest misconception, at least in my opinion, from the plant-based movement is, um, you know, maybe from a um, carbon emission standpoint, maybe, but the amount of energy and, and power and, and resources that it goes into making plant-based foods is not what you're expecting. It's actually much more power and, and output, energy output than beef. Yeah, well, yes, essentially. I mean, there's one ingredient in beef. And what is that, Joe? Meat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say beef, but, you know, the laundry list of items that go into the, these fake meats, 
I mean, they're highly processed. I mean, that requires machinery, that requires people. Certainly, it still requires the packaging and the transportation. You know, and if we do go back to the, you know, the cow farting issue, I mean, to run these machines in factories that produce these things, it requires people. And those people probably produce some flatulence as well, right? <laughs> so, you know, I present company excluded. You know, I would never do such a thing. But, you know, there's still environmental packs in every industry that goes on. It's does come down to, you know, choosing the places that, you know, make an effort to reduce that environmental impact. And, you know, here at Great Plains Beef or Lone Creek Cattle, I mean, we almost set the tone as far as taking the environment in really embracing our lands that we raise our, our beef on. Absolutely. And even if you look at the, the carbon emission and footprint from domestically raised beef, uh, a lot of those emissions, specifically with grass-finished beef, uh, you're you're accounting for the emissions uh, coming from the boat that's shipping it from overseas into America. Yes. I mean, that's, uh, again, a lot of the... the f- false marketing or misinformation out there, you know, is grass finished is so much healthier for the environment because what they're not in a feed yard eating grains. I mean, it's still going to come down to the type of, of cattle or beef business that is taken to affect the entire life cycle of the animal and not just a factory feed yard from birth to harvest during the feed yard, all the, you know, right out of the gates. Yeah. And, and bringing it back to, uh, like the impossible foods and, and the the fake meat industries, um, especially when when welfare is kind of the reason and the push behind the decision to go plant based. Uh, I never really understood that argument or counter argument because look at all of all of the the death and destruction you're causing, uh, even just from the agriculture standpoint. You know, the planting of the soybeans, um, you're driving out. Tremendous amounts of, of insects, bugs, um, field field mice, varmints, uh, because you need to plant the plants. Yeah, essentially with a lot of these plant-based meats, I mean, a lot of it's coming from soy proteins or pea proteins. I mean, all the way down to canola oil, coconut oil. I mean, there's a huge line list of ingredients that they are putting into these things to add vitamins and minerals that you would traditionally just get naturally from beef, you know, and but like they're doing everything they can to mimic it. I mean, they're even putting like beet extract in this meat to resemble like the that myoglobin. Way, yeah, that way when they they smush the two buns together, it looks like there's there's juice and blood coming out, right? Yeah, it's just astonishing why they'd have to go to that level to do that, and for what purpose? Yeah, and let's go back even a step further because um, you know the cattle that that you're eating center of the plate protein. You know they're eating the grasses and forages that. That uh, in our case, you know, where they're being raised here in central and western Nebraska, there's nothing really else for that land, you know, to do. It, it can't be farmed, and it's so desolate and isolated that, you know, really grazing animals is is the most sustainable thing to do on those pastures. Yeah, and there's a lot of news going around of, of Bill Gates buying a lot of land in the Midwest, and I don't know his actual rationale for doing so. I mean, we could call him and ask. I wonder if he'll be a guest on our show but to me, if he if he's buying this land to prevent us folks here in the Midwest and using that land for animal grazing or production, I mean, he's in about twenty years when all that land gets overrun with with brush and and wildlife. I mean, we're gonna end up California point two with forest fires every single year, right? And especially as as dry as it is out here, that's that's the last thing we want to happen, especially with folks' livelihoods on on the balance. Yeah, I mean. 
we're a windy state as it is with, you know, consistent winds of 30 to 40 miles an hour every time we want to go golfing, right? But, <laughs> you know, you throw in the, the fires with that. I mean, this land is suited perfectly for animal production. And we give our, you know, our livestock the room to roam and enjoy. So, I mean, if you're really going after the, the fake meat market from an environmental concern, like, once again, step on one of our Nebraska ranches. Yeah, that's probably a reason why there's more cattle in this state than people, right, Ben? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly right. But, you know, I, I don't disagree with the fact. I mean, I think it's nice to have both animal and plant-based options, but not plant-based meat. Don't call it meat, you know. Or, or putting, you know, even at the grocery store, seeing impossible meats and, and fake meats, lab-grown synthetic meats uh, in meat cases with, you know, fresh ribeyes, fresh New York strips, and then a packaged, gassed, plant-based burger. You know, and... I hate to admit this, but, you know, there's times I actually have enjoyed a veggie burger. But, you know, I because I knew a vegetable, it was a vegetable patty, but it's not like it said it was, you know, it didn't look like meat. It clearly was a, veg, a veggie burger. Yeah, the, one of the selling points wasn't, you know, it bleeds just like a hamburger, right? <laughs> Except if I would have known that, I would never have tried a veggie burger in, in my life. But, you know, just because something is plant-based, it doesn't mean it's necessarily healthier either. I mean, one of the biggest issues with these plant-based alternatives is the massive amount of ingredients listed on the label. I mean, including numerous additives, once again, to make or things look or resemble or appear like meat. In addition to these plant-based alternatives, you don't usually have the same list of nutrients compared to the animal alternative, right? There's no way you can match the nutritionals that come from an all-natural beef product like uh, certified Piedmontese and get that out of a, a fake sausage. Yeah, and I mean, even looking at it, in that regard, um, you could almost, you know, from a from a beef production standpoint, you could make the counter argument that, you know, going for all of these plant based food alternatives, uh, you could you could argue that that's also another form of factory farming because they're continually monocropping, you know, the soy uh, product that they're needing, uh, all the while depleting all of the nutrients needed in that ground. Do you remember? It had to have been about last year. We did kind of a taste test where we went into to Whole Foods and we bought um, a four pack of um, Impossible. Well, I don't know, was it? Beyond it was. Meat? Yeah, it was the Impossible Burger. No, it was no. It had to have been Beyond Meat because Impossible wasn't. In, You're right. It was Beyond Meat. Burger King took all the Impossible Meat supply, so it was Beyond <laughs> Meat. And so we went and bought it. And the first thing that actually surprised me was the cost of it. I mean, for some reason, when I'm thinking veggies and like, oh, it's probably just because it's a cheap way to kind of get a meat-like experience, that was very expensive. Like, those four patties was like 10 bucks. Yeah, they were wildly expensive, and I mean, they had beautiful packaging, but but maybe that's kind of the draw to make you put it in your car, right? Yeah. Well, I bought it just simply because we wanted to test it. I had actually no intention of wanting to do this for myself, so thankfully the company expensed that one. <laughs> but, you know, it was fun. when we opened up the package, I remember greeted with this you know, veggie plastic smell. That's the best way I can describe it. I'll never forget the smell yeah. because the craziest thing, at least that ingrained in my brain, was that smell never left the patty. Oh, no. Start to finish. Throughout the cooking process, it smelled like that. And when you tasted it, like, like what was even the point of cooking it? Yeah, it just stunk. Yeah. So we, we did, took a bite, and um, not everyone on our team wanted to, to sample it, but we got a, I think we finished at least one of them, but... To me, I'm extremely biased. So, I mean, there's no way I could have gone into that as a as a partial judge. Um, I didn't like it. 
You know, just because I had no idea what its purpose was. Call it a veggie patty. And then maybe at that case, you don't need to sit there and add a thousand different ingredients to mimic or, or look at beef. You know, but you're talking about this, these veggies and it should be cheaper. And there might come a time where these fake meats do become cheaper. Maybe if the, the demand picks up for it. But, you know, I think as Americans, you know, we, we love cheap food. And we deal with that all the time. You know, when asked, I'm sure everyone prefer to buy products that have a great story like Certified Piedmontese, where we have an ethical and humane approach to our program. But more and more, I just think at the end of the day, food choices are made out of cost and convenience and taste. But really, ultimately, I think it comes down to price. Well, yeah, Ben, I'd, I'd say that uh, that's probably uh, what keeps the grocery stores in business is the convenience factor. You know, you're not actually having to plant all of those necessary vegetables in your own garden, water, and, and reap your benefits. So it's it's if you need cilantro, you go to the store and you get it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if you were trying to, you know, to, to be cost you know, effective and you're growing these vegetables yourself, you're food processing them, you know, and forming them into patties. And don't forget, we got to throw in some beet juice to, to make it look like it's bleeding, right? Yeah, and I mean, also all of the other, you know, highly refined foods that are also going into the impossible meat. And to me, that just it keeps coming back to is, is why is there a customer base for this? I mean, for the folks, if you're vegetarian or, you know, vegan, like why would you even think of wanting anything that even looks like meat? Because if you're against eating meat for whether it is environmental reasons or, you know, the, the, the humane uh, you know aspect of, of animal production, you wouldn't be attracted to meats anyway. Or, or substitutes. And then that's my biggest, um, not qualm, but, but misconception or confusion with, with specifically the vegan movement. You know, I've um, known some vegan folks in the past and still do. And, you know, their favorite recipe is like barbecued jackfruit. And if you've never had it before, it actually tastes similarly to like a pulled pork, but it's jackfruit. And my question every time I have or I see that type of food is, why don't you just eat the real thing? Because why imitate a meat product with the flavor, taste, consistency, everything without it being meat? It's it's like you're going all the way to the finish line and then stopping. I have to assume a lot of folks who, I mean, truly after the fake meats are people who want it because they think it's got a better environmental impact. But, you know, we kind of already addressed, like, there's still a lot that goes into producing this, and it's so overprocessed, right? But then the other aspect, too, could be, you know, they think it's healthier. Absolutely. And how could they not? Because look at, uh, specifically with Beyond Meat, look at look at who they have in their corner supporting them and, and pushing their product. You have celebrities, athletes, uh, you know, professional athletes at the top of their game are endorsing and and financially backing this company because they think that it's got potential and it helps them with, with their careers. Yeah. I mean, and they, you know, portrayed as being healthier, but I mean, you need a PhD to be able to understand the ingredient list on the back of these packages. And if you really break down the, the health factors of it, if we took a four ounce serving of our verified natural beef, you're going to get about 205 calories. The same four-ounce serving of Beyond Meat was 250. So you're like, oh, it's pretty close, right? But let's even look at the total fat. You know, people who eat beef, you think you're going to get fat, right? Well, 14 grams of fat in a four-ounce serving in our beef, 18 grams of fat with Beyond Meat. 
Isn't that amazing? And those fans are coming from all those oils that they're having to put in there. To or or there. the refined foods. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a it's not a natural raw ingredient. They're they're synthesizing and and basically homogenizing a whole container of of different things. Yeah, and the one of the last ingredients they have on their list it says beet juice extract for color. That <laughs> 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 that just you know it just boggles my mind of once again of why it goes through so much work to sit there and market yourself as a fake meat and not just call yourself a premium veggie patty because I you just know that they're, it's all about money. I mean, obviously, most businesses out there, they exist to sit there and, and, and make money, but they're trying to capitalize on this market because they know how big it is, and if they can call it meat, they're going to get a bunch of folks you know, coming over to buy it and just pull the, the big old wool right over their eyes. Yeah, and even just think about the whole vegan movement in general as well. Look at the, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the Instagram and, and social media graphics of the equivalence of an actual animal protein versus what it would take in the way of, you know, legumes or leafy greens, nuts, mushrooms. I mean, you're eating a blinding amount of food just to give your body the resources and, and, and um, nutrients that it needs. Yeah, there is nothing natural about these meats. And if... <laughs> When, seeing that fake albacore tuna, that's when I almost lost my mind yesterday, <laughs> is once again, is, is why go through all that work? Because that, that customer base out there, you know, if they're buying it and maybe they do enjoy some of the taste, you know, or, you know, let's say the Burger King and Impossible Whoppers. I mean, do you think Burger King is, is frying these patties on a different cooktop than what they're doing with all their beef patties? I don't even want to think about that, to be honest. Like, just remembering that smell. Yeah. I, I don't want my hamburger anywhere near that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, you know, everything else about that fast food. So if you're eating one a healthier product, you know, but then why are you going to Burger Why is Burger King one of Impossible Burger's biggest customers? Burger King is not a beacon of health. So you're trying to portray this healthier burger at a fast food restaurant. So it just, that's why I still can't understand is who in the heck is the target customer here? You know, maybe they actually named it impossible burger uh, or you know whatever fake meat because it's impossible for you to replicate and make yourself at home <laughs> i suppose that's you can't get all of those refined ingredients or even if you could like how what's the ratio of beet extract to finish right i would just like this scenario where i on the weekend my wife might ask what's for supper and i'm going to tell her you know what i've been really wanting to make this fake fish dish so uh, you know i'm going to have to fly around the country and uh, f- you know, be able to procure all these minerals and vitamins and ingredients and the vegetables. Especially because you don't really care for seafood to begin with. No. So so having a impossible fish is even even better. I mean, I, I'd have to be on my deathbed to even think about wanting to, to eat fake fish, you know. But even there, I think I'd rather just, you know, head off under the heavenly gates than, than have to choke any of that down the, down the gullet. You know, and, and I want to get back to Beyond Meat's ambassadors and, and folks that are in their corner to help promote their product. Yeah, let's get after that. I mean, just looking at Beyond Meat, not not any other um, fake meat substitute company out there, uh, their list of ambassadors is is frankly impressive. Um, but I think... No doubt cost them a pretty penny or two. Oh, 100%. But also, I mean, it's, it's exposure for them, uh, although they're kind of pulling the wool over the average consumer's eyes. Uh, but, I mean, you're looking at Kyrie Irving, Shaq, Chris Paul, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, a bunch of basketball players, 
Um, Sean White, you know, a world-class gold medal snowboarder. And uh, even like Snoop Dogg, Common singers. I mean, they have, they just have massive platforms to spread whatever message, you know, how, everybody's got a dollar. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just if that makes sense, then I guess they can start promoting fake meets and, and see where it takes them. I just really wonder, you know, outside of, you know, any sponsorship, you know, are they actually fans of it? You know, I, once again, I, how can they be the target customer unless they're just blindly, you know, if they're not cooking anything themselves, maybe they have a chef who's just putting stuff in front of them. But even there, if you're having anybody cook your food and you're just blindly eating it, you I doubt you really care what's if it's from real meats or if it is fake meats. Yeah, I mean, there's even some, you know, you're, I just listed off a bunch of, of athletes that are at the pinnacle of, of their sport and careers. And in that same conversation, uh, I won't say his name, but there is a quarterback that plays in the NFL. And there are reports now coming out that, that his injury history, specifically within the last few years, coincidentally, he was proudly speaking about going vegan, um, directly attributed his injuries and recovery time back because he was vegan. Yeah, he's missing out on all the natural you know, benefits of eating real meat. And a lot of times, these athletes specifically, um, you know, they're... they're bodies are machines. So they're basically looking at their bodies and saying, what can I put in my body that it's not going to stress my stomach out to digest or, you know, it's an easily digestible food. Well, um, there was another athlete that said, I'm going to try going vegan because, uh, I look at myself like, you know, I'm a beast. I'm, I'm an animal, you know, no one can stop me. And if I look at myself as an animal, you know, some of the strongest animals or strongest species on this earth are vegetarians, gorillas, elephants, you know, those types of, of animals, you know, they find their foods with forages, but anatomies and, and GI tracts don't work the same. But, you know, to me, then go ahead, eat your vegetables. But then once again, why are you having to produce something that looks, acts, appears, I mean, down to the texture, flavor, appearance, design, packaging, the cuts, the performance, the colors, the juices, all of it. Why do you go to so much length to make it look like meat? Just not the smell. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> they smell. Got the, they got everything but the smell. <laughs> but I just find it fascinating, too, that, you know, Whole Foods, and I like Whole Foods. I'm not trying to run, run them down by any means. But, you know, they obviously carry this product in there. But their own CEO, Mr. John Mackey, I mean, he's been a vegan for a long time. Like, he doesn't even like these plant-based meats, you know? And it's primarily due to the fact of their laundry list of ingredients. He knows that that is so highly processed, you know, to, to once again make it look like meat, that it is not healthy. You know, and you're talking about, I don't think anyone would argue that vegetables, I mean, aren't good for you, right? I'm not a big veggie eater at, at all. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm a kind of a meat and potatoes kind of guy, but not saying vegetables aren't healthy. I'm saying the amount of processing and ingredients that go into these fake meats is just, it's not even close to unhealthy. You've robbed everything that's good about natural vegetables and you ruined it. Yeah, and that's just kind of the whole direction that that diets are focusing on anymore. You don't really hear much about, I mean, you still do, but you know, it's not like the Weight Watcher craze is still taking over the world. You know, there's just an emphasis now on, on eating fresh, whole foods 
you know, not getting super refined foods, refined sugar, enriched flour, things like that, because um, the more man touches it, you know, it's it's being stripped of its nutritional values versus, you know, potatoes coming straight out of the ground or a cow, you know, with beef coming straight from a field. You know, that's as raw and, and whole as it gets. And as it should be. You know, and for me, like, if we can move past this movement altogether, all it would require is these fake meat companies not calling themselves, for one, fake meat. You know, it's just get rid of meat altogether. You know, if you have a good product that, you know, contains a 100 different ingredients and a bunch of processed vegetables, call it something other than sausage. Call it something other than burgers or, you know, the actual ground beef, the ground fake ground beef. Like, couldn't you call it veggie crumbles or something like that? Like, to me, it's just, it comes down to the how they're marketing it. It's because the people up there, they don't try to sit there and sell themselves as a healthier product. They're just trying to make money because they're trying to call themselves beef, and they didn't have the guts to sit there and start a beef company. Well, Ben, I don't think um, veggie tubes uh, doesn't have a very good marketing appeal to it, you know, versus impossible sausage. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, they could spend a little bit of time workshopping the idea and, you know, but if they can sit there and find a direct line of marketing and find out a different product where you don't actually have to call it fake meat and sell the story to consumers. Like, you can cook this, you know, in place of of, a fish. But you can tell that whole story without actually calling it fake fish. Yeah, and I mean, also look at at the trend of of vegans specifically. You know, I, I... can't remember the exact number, but it's somewhere, it's extremely high, somewhere between like 80 and 85%. And it's funny because it's, I think it was from NPR and they said 80 to 85% of, of vegans become former vegans because one way or another, their body can't support that diet, that lifestyle, or, you know, they just get burnt out on it because, you know, to give your body the nutrients it needs, you need like five cups of spinach a day. Yeah, or maybe they, you know, find some education that shows them of why they went vegan in the first place. Maybe it was misled, you know. Maybe they found out, oh, my God, this stuff actually isn't that healthy. It's time I go back to beef. Or they find good programs like ours that, that do things the right way, you know. To me, even Tyson, you know, one of the largest um, <clears throat> producers, I mean, really in the, probably the whole world now, I mean, they, too, jumped on that bandwagon and are creating a, a fake chicken nugget, this raised and rooted brand you know, they're, most of their business is raising and slaughtering mass amounts of chicken and beef. So why sit there and go, ooh, this is a money stream we can get. Let's make some fake chicken. Yeah, and, and for what what's the end benefit there, really? Yeah, money. Yeah, but also, too, I mean, can you imagine, think of how you grew up, you know, if you're on the road doing a road trip and you see the golden arches and... You know, you're like, hey, let's just pull off and get some McDonald's, okay? You know, back then it was absolutely disgusting. I mean, it still kind of is, but um, you don't have to go run down McDonald's. No, here. you know, it's it's there's a time and a place, and at least you know they're making their uh, what is it? The quarter pounders are made fresh now. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but you know, neither here nor there. But can you imagine going to a fast food place? You know, thinking of what fast food is and and the nutritional benefits or lack thereof that you're getting from there. And you look on the menu and they have fake meat, fake chicken, probably soon to be fake fish. And and you're really kind of thinking, you know, why should I be eating that? Yeah. Once again, if you're going from a health aspect, it doesn't make any sense why you would 
I have to opt for some sort of fake looking meat. And to me, that's just really what it boils down to is they're literally calling themselves a fake imitation, you know? So to me, I don't understand the movement. I've tried to understand it. I don't like the product, but to me, if they can make some changes and and quit trying to piggyback on what the the hardworking, you know, ranchers and cattlemen, I mean, throughout the whole globe are doing and doing things the right way for the most part, Call yourself something other than an impossible burger beyond meat. Get rid of meat altogether. I mean, there's actual legislation out there trying to be passed to sit there and, and block some of those marketing terms. And, you know, that could be a very long fight, I suppose. But to me, that's kind of what plant-based meats boils down to and really grinds my gears is I don't think they're targeting people. in. They're just trying to make money. Like saying good, good on them for doing that. But like I said, the product that they're pushing is total BS. Yes, and and we will probably be fighting this for the foreseeable future indefinitely, probably. Um, so we will need to continue to to be mindful of these alternatives, um, but don't be swindled by them. No, for sure not, and no one likes to be swindled. But you know, I think we should wrap things up today, Joe. You know, this podcast was was raw. We wanted to be unedited because we just simply wanted to have a, a conversation about something that we just really, really don't like. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we really appreciate you all tuning in for the first of hopefully many installments of the raw and unedited. What grind my gears. What grinds our gears. Um, so with that being said, if you guys want some beautifully lean, all natural red meat protein, uh, head on over to our website at cpbeef.com. And don't forget to use promo code PBP26 at checkout to receive 26% off your entire beef purchase. And until next time, We'll see you next week.